0: Pick a window. This is the Defenestrid Media Network.
1: Oh, wow. I don't know about the costume, but that's some set of wheels. Hi, I'm Marv Wolfman,
0: and you're listening to the World's Greatest Comic Book Podcast.
2: You're listening to the World's Greatest Comic Book Podcast, and I am your host, the radio actor, professor of all things comic book, J.C. Carter. Joining me today on the show, my super friends in the North, our punk pixie, Miss Jocelyn Christensen.
3: Hi, guys.
2: And on the bridge of his own pride of enterprise, our very own Admiral James Tiberius Batman, Laird Jeff Bell. Howdy. Hello. Hi it's happy... the end of
3: the year you guys
2: yeah by the time everybody's hearing this the 2024 will have started that's the new true year, the nair would have started the new year would have started. yeah but as of our recording I, I can say happy hogmanay to everyone
1: yes you can um
2: because it is hogmanay today um 48 hours of partying in scotland it won't be that way at my house but you know 48 hours of partying normally in scotland <laughs> They literally have a bank holiday on the on January second, just called the January second holiday. It's only in Scotland, and it's so they can recover from forty eight hours of partying because they I will mean...
0: go
2: through the, throughout throughout today, the thirty first, all the way through tomorrow, the first, and then they pretty much are dead for the next day. Yeah. So,
3: <laughs> so like, so like, just to be clear, so like, you wake up and start drinking on New Year's Eve,
2: if you can. Yeah, yeah. New Year's Eve morning. Yeah, I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing it wrong it right wrong. now.
3: I just I started, have coffee. I'm starting,
2: <laughs> I'm starting slow because we have to record today, and then i'll then I'll get to I'll get to some mm. beers, and then keep going.
3: Fair, fair.
2: All right. Hi, uh, right, it's a it's a party. It's because they didn't celebrate Christmas for 400 years in Scotland.
0: Uh, Again, uh, my kind of
2: country because I don't like Christmas. Uh, but forty four year uh, four hundred years because Presbyterian Church considered a papist. Yes, and so it was a work day. January yes. or December twenty fifth was a work day, so you could, at home, privately, quietly celebrate Christmas. You know, exchange gifts, that sort of thing. But anything like having a tree in your window or, um, putting up lights or something mm-hmm. outside your house, and where um, and, and these this was before string lights, so like candles or something, they'd come and arrest your ass in some of the yeah. in some of the larger towns. So yeah, they didn't celebrate it, but they wanted to party because it's you know solstice it's fucking dark all the time and it was right? a tradition of parties so they moved the party to the end of the year to hogmanay
3: i like it i like it
2: yep.
3: i don't think i can drink for two days straight though anymore my liver's too old
1: for that
2: yeah i'm a bit too <laughs> i'm a bit too uh out of practice for that but i will drink tonight and have fires and things okay.
1: yes i met a lovely couple an uh, elderly mm-hmm. couple um yesterday in the shop from perth scotland ah. oh perth scotland and uh we chatted for a little while about this and that and the other and then i did my best to teach them what i knew about manga it's a shallow pool but it's wide Uh, um, you know we talked about that for a little bit and i and i fought and fought and fought with my inner demon the one that throws out accents at people I, i i didn't do it until the very end and I was I was complimented on it, which was cute. I I don't believe them, but what are you gonna do? Um, but I did wish them a happy Hogmanay, and they both just I mean, it was like dropping the bass. They were just like, "Oh my God, he knows what the fuck Hogmanay is." I love
0: that.
3: Uh, yeah. It's a awesome.
0: dumb.
1: It's just a simple word. That's all. I just say it out loud to wish you, you know, the happiness of the holiday. And they're both like, oh, my God, he did something new. (laughs) And we chatted for a little while. He's a wonderful guy, uh, wonderful. His wife was just Mm -hmm. adorable. And we chatted for a while. And uh, he rode motorcycles uh, for decades Mm -hmm. until uh, three years ago when he got um, diagnosed with Parkinson's. And so he had to stop but we spent a good 10 minutes talking about Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman and all of their goddamn trips, and and it was a lot of fun. It was a fun little visit. They were there for 45 minutes. They had only dropped in for five to see if we had some piece of manga that we did not have, and instead we just ended up bullshitting forever, and then they invited me uh, to look them up when I go to Scotland uh, on my honeymoon.
3: I love it.
1: Yeah, because I'm engaged. Did we talk about that two weeks ago? I think we did.
0: I
2: believe
1: I we did. I, did. I did I just yes. want to you bring not, it up again because it was pretty fucking cool
2: you're not french yeah you're yeah. a fiance it is a fiance.
1: <laughs> i would like to uh you know uh, i feel like i tricked her into it somehow so you know somebody put on a little joplin little entertainer that's all mm. i'm asking i will be playing the part of paul newman in this one. Ah,
2: I see how you're doing. Yeah,
1: Robert Redford, he's prettier than me. Uh,
2: I uh, I can't tell you uh, if you are indeed thinking of going on your honeymoon to Scotland. Um, in Inverness, we're renting an apartment for the week, for our, well, not, we're basically staying in an apartment uh, as part of our hotel stays. Nice. So we'll have a washer and dryer and everything halfway through our trip. So nice. we, only have to, we only have to pack for five days for our 10-day trip. Because we can do laundry halfway through, that's the advantage, and that way I can definitely do carry on only. No, I um, like that.
1: I oh. like that a lot.
2: But the idea that you could just stay at a place that's fully furnished, uh, has a full kitchen. They actually have all the stuff. I can I can send you the uh, the link um, to their to their website if you want if you're interested, Jeff. Because it's it's perfect to me, and you could book it whenever. And it really wasn't that expensive. Um, for when we were going, it was, I don't think I'm paying more than $300 for the, I think I'm spending more than a hundred dollars a night. I don't even know if I'm spending that. Nice. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's nice. It's so, yeah, it's worth, it's worth checking out. And they have those apparently all over Scotland. Um, they call them, um, apartment, they call them apartment tells or just, you know, apartments <laughs> depends on where you look, what you're looking up. Cause I was doing it all over. Um, one of the, like Expedia or something like that. I can't remember which site. Yeah. But yeah.
1: No, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a long shot right now, but you know, if it all works out, <clears throat> uh, uh, which is what I'm hoping, you know, yep. cause it's of either course. Scotland or Pakistan and I know which way I'm voting is the one where I yeah. don't get murdered by being a giant fat American. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Why Pakistan?
2: And t- and, that's and a Tiffany long. I'm not around.
1: unpacking that now. No, like we're
2: gonna, you won't have Tiffany okay. running around telling people to pull off their hijabs, you know, or their uh, well, no burkas. They wear the full burkas in Pakistan, right? Yeah, or no, that's Afghanistan. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Oh, we'll probably end up there too. It's all. Yep. It's you know, Tiffany just wants She's to just get dry. me kidnapped by a caliphate. That's all there is to it.
2: <laughs> that's all. Yep. Love you, babe. Well, <laughs> and, all are, yeah. and all things are easy.
1: Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, she can retire off all of the
2: insurance money.
1: I don't know. Uh, I don't know. So, how
2: anyway. was everybody's uh, Xmas?
3: Fantastic.
1: No one was injured.
3: That's a great thing.
2: Set the we bar. all
3: also stayed not injured.
1: Yeah, you set the bar low enough, every day's a win. <laughs> No, it was, a, it was a day full of, I mean, I woke up in a pretty good mood, and things went pretty good, and then kids started dropping in, and anxiety levels shot up, and everything just, it, I mean, it went fine. It was nice to see, you know, both my two younger kids came over, and I hadn't seen them in a little bit, and that was nice, and, mm-hmm. and, and a whole stack of, uh, of Tiffany's kids came over, and that was nice, and, uh, and we had friends over, and, and snacks. Was it was it Christmas Eve we did appetizers? Yeah. 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 Christmas Day was Italian food. Christmas Eve was uh it was uh appetizers. Which nice. had sort of an Italian flair. And then uh we forgot to get a ham. So that's why we ended up having a lasagna for Christmas dinner.
2: <laughs> there hey, was no, one in the freezer. <laughs> nothing perfect. wrong with lasagna. Nothing wrong There's, with that. That yeah. is perfect.
1: Yeah, so good times. We had a really good time. Very, nice. very good company. Everybody that was here was beloved, you know.
2: Yeah, I just, I can't, like, we're, we're looking, we're there, what, a couple of days before, we're, I think uh, the 23rd, we'd gone to the Costco just to, let's get the stuff. So we're in there, and I'm looking at all the, the, the rib roasts and the round roast, the eye of round roasts, and I'm like, I can't. I know it's Christmas, but I just can't see myself spending a hundred dollars or more on a piece of meat. You know, mm-hmm. I just don't see that. I don't even like. I don't even like spending a hundred bucks on a bottle of good whiskey. You know, it's like, no, mark it down, and I'll buy it then. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we want. So you know, we turn the corner and. Walked around the guy filling his cart with hams, which he then, which I said, oh, you're taking all the good hams. And he goes, well, you know, I got to take care of the employees. And I'm like, oh, he's one of those who gives all of his workers, you know, a Christmas ham. So anyway, we've, we grabbed a ham and left. And that was our, that was our Christmas dinner was ham. And nice. So, uh, and the most flavorless mac and cheese I've ever had.
1: You know what I got for Christmas Eve? From, the, from the boss? What's that? In Trouble. You
3: oh no! Excellent. What happened? Now,
1: I let I let Braxton close early, and well, you guys know I was working on my car. I think we talked yes. about it the last time we did that. The fucking car fucking blew up, and so I spent all of Christmas Eve either trying to find tools and/or parts, or actually on the ground under the car. Um, finally, had Tiffany come out and give me a hand. Uh, she was masterful, and without her, mm-hmm. I would still be out there laying on the ground, going woe is me. Um, Mm -hmm. I needed somebody to place the belt while I adjusted the tensioner and by adjusted Uh, the tensioner, I mean, took a bite out of my finger so deep that I bled on everything for the half an hour of putting the car back together. Ah. Yeah. I mean, is it really your car if you haven't bled the fuck all over it?
2: Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. I have, I have, I have, every one of my cars is at least, has been christened at least once by my blood.
1: Yeah.
3: If that's the case, I've never owned a car.
1: Oh well, you should try car ownership. It's very ouchy. I yeah.
3: just, I just, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: You know the yeah. uh, the the thing about no one was injured. I figured someone was injured on Christmas Eve when he was fixing that car. So, yeah. So, yeah, then
1: it wouldn't start, and we jumped it, and I drove it around, and I drove it around, and I went and got a quick car wash, and drove it around trying to charge it up, and turned it off, and the fucker wouldn't start again. And then the next day, it did start, and every fucking it looked like a christmas tree display on the dash with all the warning lights and then oh no 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 you're fine you're fine hang in there and then uh i (laughs) I went out the next day this is actually
2: actually expected
1: (laughs) yeah i went out the next day to go do something oh i had to go to work because okay let me throw this as an aside christmas eve and christmas are already my days off so nothing changed new year's eve and new year's are already my days off nothing changes it's like I, right. I don't get any time off, and and, yeah. and it's a little hurtful this year, calendar you dick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I got it done. And then for those of you that have been paying attention, uh, I can't say much because I've been uh, asked for anonymity, but uh, we had a, a, a listener help me with tires. Um, awesome and so now much like when you're in elementary school and you get new shoes you can run faster my car is so much faster zoom zoom <laughs> <laughs>
2: it, just, it just goes faster but yeah I'm, uh, I'm super safe
1: and, and, yep. and in a much better mood about it and then on Wednesday I went out and started the car and none of the warning lights were on anymore
2: yay so I'm like, because the, the alternator had finally charged enough that the computer was like <gasps> Okay, everything's fine then. <laughs> Probably.
1: So yeah, that was that was that was basically it, you know. It was a little bit of food, a little bit of a little bit of car work. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. everything worked out in the end. It was a it was a weird ass week. I had some wins, I had some losses, you know. Yeah. But definitely more wins than normal, which makes me wonder what the fuck next week's going to look like. But that's just me. Mm. I'm like that.
2: It's just the other shoe, right? Yeah. You wait for it's it to drop. Fair. Yep.
3: It's fair. Yeah.
2: If if if, uh, if if reality didn't teach you that the other shoe is going to drop every single time, you wouldn't be expecting the other shoe to drop. <laughs> that
3: is a true statement. <laughs> these, people, there. these
2: people who bl- blissfully go through life without the other shoe dropping, I hate them all.
1: Well, it's <laughs> because mostly their <laughs> their dropping shoes keep landing on me.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Oh well.
2: Stop it! Stop it! Well, that's that. Yeah, that's that. Ours was a quiet holiday because, you know, when you've got adult kids, you don't really – everybody slept in. Michelle made us uh, Christmas breakfast. Which Come on, was, kids,
1: wake up. Santa's here. Five more was, hours. Uh, five more hours. Bi- five
2: more hours. Yeah, we had biscuits and gravy and um, eggs and stuff, and then, you know, we basically exchanged gifts, open presents, and then hung out the rest of the day, watched – Bad Christmas nice. movies and and chilled, you know. And then,
3: That's uh, awesome. yep. yeah, we go, uh, we get up, we do presents here, and then we go to Kay's parents and do brunch, and then we end up at my mom's in the afternoon. So we're always busy on Christmas, mm. but I love it. I love it. It went well. Everybody was in great spirits, and we all had a really good Christmas here. So, yep. yeah.
2: It was, it was nice to be chill, but I did miss my big family get-together we always had. Because mm. nobody, nobody got to... Nobody, I, I said, yeah, somebody's going to have to organize it because I'm not going to. I'll take care of the family union, not not the Christmas party. And my nephew-in-law said, oh, I'll do it. And then I never heard a word from him. So everybody just did their own thing for Christmas because I'm seeing it on their Facebook posts. And I'm like, <sighs> we didn't get together this year. <laughs> yep. And that was something somebody asked me they said oh now that mom slash grandma's gone are we i guess we're not you know are we gonna be able to do christmas i said only if we organize it because i you know without her and that being the mandatory you get here every year right i don't know that it's gonna happen
3: yep true
2: and i was right i was like yeah it's not gonna happen and i was right (laughs) sad i was right anyway um Let's uh let's dive into some news. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice.
1: Buckle up. Lots of dead people. Gosh Mm -hmm. dang it. Uh James McCaffrey, voice actor behind Max Payne, dead at sixty-five. Uh did Max Payne did several other show or other games. Uh, for over, he was 65 years old. For over 35 years, he served as a voice actor in a variety of TV shows, movies, and, of course, games. Uh, McCaffrey's work will, without a doubt, stand the test of time and continue to keep his legacy alive in years to come. Blah, blah. Anyway, uh, he died uh, December 17th. Surrounded by friends and family. I'm just saying, when I get older, I'm not going to surround myself with friends and family because it seems that when you do that... They murder you. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one tie I on all these well. dead people? It's either accidental overdose or murdered by family and friends that surrounded mm-hmm. them and apparently suffocated them under a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean bear. Lee Sun-kyun, star of the Oscar-winning film Parasite. If you guys haven't seen that, it's a few years old. Uh, fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, has passed away at the age of 48. Uh, it was Ooh. confirmed by a South Korean news agency. Uh, Lee was said to have been found dead in a car at a park in Seoul. Prior to his mm. death, there was a search taking place for him. After his wife said he'd left their home after writing what appeared to be a suicide note. Oh. Yep. Mm. So that fucking sucks.
0: Yeah, it yes.
3: does.
1: Uh, Godzilla minus one producer is Shinju Abe, uh, dead at seventy four. Uh, he's one of the producers yeah. behind Godzilla Minus um, One. He founded uh, Robot Communications, a company which helped a number of top-tier projects go into production in Japan. He was 74 years old. Information went public as Robot Communications announced the death of its founder. Uh, no cause of death has been made public in the announcement, and a private funeral was held for the producer early in the month. He died December 11th. No, oh, wow. Surely, you say... You must be done with dead folks. Nope. Oh no. Uh, Tom Smothers, my favorite of the Smothers Brothers. Uh, Tommy has passed away at eighty-six. Man, this dude was fucking funny. Um, and
2: talented is all. Fuck. I yep. mean, well, last night I was watching him do his yoga, do the do the yo-yo act again. Yeah. Watching the two of them do the yo-yo, and I forgot that he was a yo-yo master as well. So yeah.
1: Um, Holy his shit. brother Love Dick. Him, the other half of the comedy duo uh, released a statement saying Tom was not only the loving older brother that everyone would want in their life, he was a one-of-a-kind creative partner. I'm forever grateful to have spent a lifetime together with him on and off stage for over 60 years. Our relationship was like a good marriage. The longer we were together, the more we loved and respected one another. We were truly blessed. Aww. Mm. Now, I love this mother's brothers. They were fucking great.
2: I loved them. Yeah, fair. And They were the most, like the most controversial show of the 60s. These two nerdy looking guys and they were like, well, when CBS said, we're going to put you up against Bonanza, they're like, they're like, so only a few people will be watching. They go, well, then we want to go for it. And CBS said, sure, sounds great. Go for it. And then they, they went for it. They, they were, they had a lot of controversial people on. Um, They were definitely against the Vietnam War, all this kind of stuff. And uh, CBS didn't cancel them. They fired their asses. fired them
1: yeah they made it 67 to 69
2: yeah and they were fired in 69 for being too controversial for cbs yeah we would consider them tame right
1: not only tame they'd be like pbs kids show that was how they were
2: I mean, I grew, up, I grew up watching them in different things, you know, specials and then some reruns that would get aired every now and then of the old Smothers Brothers hour. And I never really caught on to all the little anything that was controversial. And so I thought they were just a couple of nerdy guys from the 60s. And then I watched the video of John Lennon and Yoko Ono's bed in and where they yeah. were all. And then there's the video as they're all they're singing, having a sing in in the in the hotel room. And there's Tommy Smothers sitting on the floor playing the guitar, keeping up with John Lennon. I was like, oh, they weren't as nerdy as I thought they were.
1: <laughs> um, and then and uh, Tom Wilkinson, this one makes me sad, British actor yes. who appeared in films including The Full Monty, Shakespeare in Love, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, died Saturday... In the UK, it's 75 years old. It is with great sadness that the family of Tom Wilkinson announced that he died suddenly at home uh, on December 30th. His wife and family were with him. Um, BAFTA winner. Um, I loved the Full Monty when it came out. I saw it at an art house theater in, in Denver and just fell in love with all of them, including Robert Carlyle. Who, though he did his best in Stargate Universe to make me hate and revile him, he's not good an actor. That Robert Carlyle. He still, Carlyle. Scares, me. He oh, still yeah.
2: scares me only because he because I first encountered him as Bigby in um, uh, Train Spotting, and he was the scary, oh yeah, guy. That, you know the mean the the guy that would just beat the shit out of you for no reason, guy. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's scary. Uh, no, but he's fantastic in that. But uh, Wilkinson. So they did the they did the uh, reunion show, of um, Fulmonti. Yeah, and Wilkerson was in it, but he was in it v- not that he wasn't in it that often, and usually he was sitting down. So for them to say he died suddenly, I'm like, I don't know. He might have been getting weak. It is you know at this point in his life. I don't know. At
1: least he was getting old. Yeah. What? Yeah. Anyway, um. Rest in peace, buddy. You yeah. Oscar, Oscar nominated uh, a couple of times, mm-hmm. Michael Clayton in the bedroom. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, he was just a great actor, and I've seen a lot of interviews with him, and he just seemed like the sweetest fucking guy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, CGC Comics issued a statement on holder tampering. I'm going to just sum this up because we're running a little long, but basically what mm-hmm. happened was somebody at CGC was taking – Certain kinds of expensive comics, pulling them, sticking their less valuable compatriots in the holder, sending them both back to the original buyer somehow, and then the less valuable things are being sold as more valuable things, blah, blah, blah. Um, CGC is where I go because I have a deep amount of trust for them. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, everybody has.
2: Yep, it was fifty uh. years of trust of CGC, yeah. and so this is
1: a this is a hearty blow to them. But uh, the Certified Collectibles Group is aware of an incident involving an individual tampering with CGC comic holsters. Um, see CG, which is the uh, parent company of CGC, is aware of an incident involving an individual tampering with the comic holders. Based on our initial review, we believe that the incident affects a few hundred comic books. CGC exists. To protect the collecting community, and in the past 36 years, we have uh, certified more than 85 million collectibles, each one backed by a comprehensive guarantee. The trust we've built in our community sometimes makes us a target of bad actors, and, despite our vigilance, this individual tampered with some of our holders. This is the important part. If you purchased one of the books this individual tampered with, we will ensure that you are appropriately compensated for losses arising from any failures in our service. We expect to share a list of books that we believe are impacted as soon as possible. Um, oh,
2: wow.
1: It looks like they hired the Pinkertons to come in and see what happened. Um, oh, boy. Well, they, they brought in so, a private investigative service. I'm guessing it's the Pinkertons.
2: Yeah. I was like, they brought in the Pinkertons. That means some legs were broken. Uh, <laughs> if they're not yet, they
1: certainly will be.
2: Yep. Yeah, no kidding. So Woo. they sent back the, the higher graded one. And the lower graded one, but the lower graded one was, was slabbed. And the higher graded one slabbed.
1: Kinda yeah. So what, happened
2: with, so what happened with the higher graded one? Was it just shipped back on a, with a in a bag and board and said, Yeah, this is the lower graded yeah, one? Yeah, and
1: then you and then you resubmit that one and you get your grade back. Right. Yeah. Um so you end up with like... if you do it the way that it was broken down the best was is if you mm-hmm. do it quickly and you just keep mm-hmm. you keep dumping, reholding, selling, dumping, reholding, and selling. You basically take a $5,000 comic, you sell it for $15,000, then you do it three more times, and do it three more times, and do it three more times, you know, and then six and then nine, and then it was, I think that's probably how they got caught was is that they were just doing it too much. Um, yeah, probably. But, you know, CGC is, is, to their credit, they're being out there and, and admitting that there was a problem. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, even though there's a lot of corporate speak in that in that uh, press release, like they're going to mm-hmm. do the right thing. I mean, we'll see long term, you know what they what they mean by people will be you know made whole as it affects the process. I don't know. There was a couple of weird corporate speak sentences that yeah, just, just kind of made me worry.
2: I just think if I bought the book that was actually graded lower at the at the higher grade rate it's in the slab there's nothing you know i mean people could look at the slab and go well that doesn't look that high a grade and say and i just say well that's what cgc says you know
3: right (laughs) Right.
2: yeah yeah it just seems weird to me and i'm like yeah I, i mean it is what it is i mean it does ruin their reputation more than anything by having something like that happen so yeah
1: well that's it for the news
2: All right, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're talking moving pictures.
3: If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? Would you notice a 16-year-old
1: boy who got his first first job? job? Not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters?
3: Or a mother who's in between jobs and and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger.
1: I I am hunger in America. America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: Hey, this is Elena Huffman, Abaddon on Supernatural, and you are listening to the world's greatest comic book podcast. Nothing wrong with your television. Do not attempt to adjust the What have
2: you guys here. been watching on the TVs this last week or two? Just
3: um I did a rewatch of the first three Doctor Who specials with my kiddo last night. We still we didn't get to watch the Christmas special yet though. Um but I love them. I'm so happy about those specials. They just brought a joy to my life I didn't know what was missing. Um, and then I finally got to watch dr. or Indiana Jones, Dr. Jones and the Dial of Destiny dun dun Dun. What a campy movie that was. I loved it though, every minute of it. it was fantastic. Good old, good old Indiana Jones.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I'm sad I didn't get to see that one in theaters, though because it would have been way more impressive on the big screen.
1: It, it was so pretty impressive on
3: my screen, but you know
1: it was amazing uh, in theater. Yeah.
3: I know, I know. It just was in and out so fast I didn't get to it, so Yeah, it that's happens. My problem. Yeah. yeah was, How about you, Jeff?
2: What did you watch this worst week? Worst time for me.
1: Yeah. Um, also watch the Doctor Who specials, including the Christmas special. Um, nice. Uh-oh. That was, there was a little, little, little. if you haven't seen it yet, there's singing. And my favorite thing that I saw on TikTok this week was, a, was a, an interview with those two. Uh, where they're like yeah so we figured what we'd do is we would go to uh, a studio and record our singing parts and then we would lip sync them uh, at the at the singing part and mm-hmm. and what ended up happening was uh, the days got closer and closer and closer and finally they're on set and they're like we're singing live and they're like yep you're singing live So they did oh, that boy. all live
3: <laughs> Wow
1: they did wow uh, the uh, the makeup on the other folks in the big room. Practical, all practical. Mm-hmm. Which I just think is fucking brilliant. Just pour on that
2: Disney money. Yep. Right. The Disney money on them. Yep. Yeah, no, it was, it was practical. The big, the big, uh, goblin was, uh, was, you know, a big Muppet basically. Yep. And, you know, so you could interact with it, which is, so much nicer. Every actor will tell you it's a lot nicer than talking to a big green to a green ball, you know, up above your head or whatever. Um, Hi ho! Yeah, it was. That's
1: a yeah. hell of a thing to say.
2: <laughs> it's a green ball, not a green frog.
1: Miss Piggy would uh, disagree, <laughs> she likes talking to my green ball. Oh no! Hi ho! <laughs> Hi low. Mm. Fair enough. Uh Reacher? Watch Reacher? Um mm-hmm. I believe I believe I am current to what has been released. Um I don't know. I watched it till I fell asleep. That's what I know about Reacher. It's been a fucking great season so far. Uh really really doing justice to the book it's based on. I'm enjoying it. Um Monarch has been fucking amazing, and I don't know why. We're barely seeing any monsters, and the monsters that we've seen, I don't give a shit about. And yet, the whole time, I'm just captivated by this whole (laughs) goddamn show. I love it. Kurt Russell? I'll let you... Never mind. So, um, Lower Decks, (laughs) doing a rewatch of Lower Decks. uh, That has been just fucking delightful to go back to those first couple of seasons and just all the shit that I've forgotten. That was a lot of fun. And then I went on to Disney to watch Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and yeah. instead watched the little documentary, the little hour and a half documentary about how cool Harrison Ford is instead, which was cool because Harrison Ford's cool. And I did yeah, not have is. a bad feeling about that. But I still have to rewatch Dial of Destiny again, uh, which I'm probably going to do while high tomorrow. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just decided that. I think that's a really good idea. So, what about you, hey, sir? That's
2: a that's a good plan there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What did I watch this week? Uh, watch the Doctor Who, uh, the Christmas special. Um, I'm so glad everybody's caught up to at least the uh, the the 60th anniversary stuff. Yes. Because yes. I I want to talk about. We'll talk about that a little bit in um, Patreon before we get to some of the another a best of kind of thing we've got. Um, just because that's got spoilers. So, spoilers coming up in Patreon. Um, so I did watch that. Uh, watched Dr. Christmas Special. Fucking loved it. Um, I... Get the musical stuff out of the way. That's what I said. Get it out of the way. Make us want more. You know? And so when they come to a planet that makes them all do everything in song, it'll be awesome. Um, I've watched What If up until... I think the most recent episode. Um... The, the new What If Season 2 series. The best one so far, hands down, um, involves a brand new character. Ooh. Uh, she's uh, part of the Mohawk tribe in the early 1500s, I'd say. Um, and uh, there's the Tesseract involved in the whole thing. So she, it's, it's just this really cool story that I felt was the most... It was the most uh, what if without being, uh, well, what if this had happened instead of this? It was very what if, and I liked it a lot. I just fucking loved it. Um, they've had some weak ones. Um, they did do a 1602, but I didn't feel like they did it. They did it okay. They did okay with what, because they're working with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And mm-hmm. 1602 was with the, that was, by the way, 1602, written by Neil Gaiman.
3: I say that's a from, Neil Gaiman title
2: probably 15 years ago, I would say. Um, long before we ever did this show. Probably even 20 years ago. It was written by Neil Gaiman. It was actually, Stan Lee gave it his blessing, according to Neil Gaiman. Um, but yeah, he uh, it was uh, just this great, great story. You didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, and this one, they're working with the MCU, so you're missing some of the fun little elements they had in it that were more homage to the Marvel Comics universe, rather than the MCU. But it still was fun. It was still fun watching it. Um, yeah. Uh, loved What If. Um, last week, I sat down and watched Rebel Moon. Yeah.
1: By everything you're mentioning, I'm like, oh, I didn't put that on my list. Oh, shit. I didn't put that on my list.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: I didn't get a chance to watch any of What If, and I'm kind of bummed about that.
2: But you should be. I will it's fucking to great.
3: It tomorrow, I think.
2: It's, it's, yeah? it's, there's a lot of it that's. Better than last year, not all of it, um, but there's a lot that's better than last year. Particularly that that Mohawk one was so much better, so um, good,
1: so goddamn good.
2: I'm trying to find what my buddy, a buddy of mine, said about uh, Rebel Moon, and I can't find it. So I'll have to basically paraphrase what he said because I was in agreement. If a 12 year old binge watched the Star Wars movies. Um, some Firefly, uh, Dune, and, uh, I can't remember what else he put in, but he said, and then sat down and wrote a script that would be Rebel Moon.
0: Oh, okay.
2: It was just, it was so derivative. Uh, oh, and the Magnificent Seven was definitely in there because it's clearly Magnificent Seven. Um, it was, it was just, oh, yeah, it was Snyder. It was a hundred percent Snyder. In every Snyder way that it can be Snyder. Um, did I, I enjoy it. it? while? did I enjoy it while I watched it? Yes. Did I, as I thought about it afterwards, was I finding major issues? Yes. Well, there, um, there's
1: your problem right there with the thinking.
2: Yeah. I can't. That's the problem with the, with the uh, anything with uh, Zack Snyder. You can't think afterwards, right? Nope. Um, yeah. It was just, oh yeah it was it was uh i don't know that i could recommend rewatching watching it but you know jeff enjoyed it a I lot liked, of people i liked. To what's it. her
1: name belina from yeah. star trek beyond i thought she was fucking great um you know she
2: was carrying the movie for me which is good because she's the lead yeah um yeah. but she was carrying she was carrying my i like this going through the movie because i like her you yeah. know yeah i'll was, give you that star trek beyond she was she was enchantress she was all these other characters that I've just enjoyed and she's always her accent, I think holds her back in Hollywood. And this was a good one for her to be in, but yeah, the rest of it, I was like, okay, yeah, here's the, Oh, here's this character that, you know, you've got to have in this kind of movie. You know, here's this character. You got to have in this kind of movie. And it was like that all the way through. So
3: yeah. Okay. Good to know.
2: Yeah. It's, it's not as good as the Snyder heads will make you think it is, but it is, it's okay. It's a good effort. It's got it's 10,000 10, times better than any of his DC stuff, apart from Watchmen. Yep. So.
1: <laughs> and I liked I liked his uh, I liked his uh, his little ripoff of the lightsabers. I thought those looked fucking cool. Yeah, I like those more than I like Star Wars lightsabers.
2: Well, that oh. whole to me? That was the, that was the uh, oh, they won't let me work on Star Wars. I'll make my own Star Wars. They won't let me work on Dune. I'll make my own Dune. And then they got smashed together. (laughs) And then like you, you had, I had an expectation knowing this was the first of a series of movies. I had certain expectations and then it it twisted, which I was like, okay, I don't know if I like this or not. I like, sometimes I like getting a surprise twist where I'm like, oh, I did not see that coming. But in a way I was like, I'm I'm mad that you didn't go the direction I thought you were going to go. I know that's weird to say, but that's kind of how I was feeling. It's like, wow, I you didn't go the direction I thought you were going to go, and I'm not excited about it. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. but uh, Froth Free can be in everything, as far as I'm concerned, because he's in it, so he can be in anything. So, uh, and then what else did I catch this week? Uh, Monarch. I'm caught up on Monarch. Caught up on Reacher. And is. Reacher is even better in the second season than the first. And that's... That's that saying something. Because the first was, wow. And the second one, I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's good stuff. Damn. Yeah. Yep. And Reacher's a freight train. Yep. That's all there is to it. Big fucking freight train. Uh, so that's what we've watched. Let's dive into some news. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the
1: Hall of Justice... Black Panther director Ryan Coogler developing something special for Disney. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. The Ooh. X-Files? Ryan Coogler's doing an X-Files show? I came.
2: I know. Um. I know. Yeah,
1: one of the Hollywood's most desired filmmakers is developing an X- uh, an X-Files reboot. According to a new Bloomberg report, Black Panther, Helmer. Is that a word? That doesn't is, feel like yeah. a word. Black Panther well, director. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler uh, is behind a reimagining of the cult classic. Uh, not much is known, which is why I'm not going to read the rest of this. Just a little Fair. bit. Uh, the new report says Coogler will be the producer on the project. It's unclear if he'll direct anything. Disney, says Bloomberg which birthed the idea mm. of cinematic universes is developing a new version of the X-Files that would be produced by Ryan Coogler, director of Black Panther and Creed. I dig it. I, I, I'm I all for more X-Files, and again, you throw that Disney money at it, I'm on board, I'm such a whore. Mm-hmm. I'm a whore. <laughs> and the only reason I say that is because I pay for the privilege. Right. If it was free, I'd just be a little X-Files slut. little Disney okay. slut. And yet, I won't watch I the movie.
2: I was X Files slut. Now I will be an X Files whore. Yes. Yep.
1: That's what I am. <laughs> um, Jonathan Majors was convicted
0: uh, yeah.
3: uh,
1: in a split verdict. So, some guilty, some not guilty. Uh, and Marvel went, oh, thank God we can finally fire him. You're gone.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, you yeah. And that what? was a
3: real quick firing. Like, real yeah, quick, the, like the, minutes later. Minutes later, he had been released.
2: <laughs> the amount of held breath released by Marvel at oh, that point.
1: <laughs> and then everybody looks over at Ezra Miller and is like, Yeah, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: well they they were like, We learned the lesson from you. You were you were the, you were the life lesson that we don't know if somebody is going to if somebody you know, we wait for a conviction, yes, but at the same time. If you're a problem, we we need to get rid of you right away. So
1: so we do. Yeah. We get down to dream casting on who they get to replace him. You know, yeah. so that's a yeah. game that we'll be playing until we find out who the next dude is. Yeah. Um,
2: what, what's that actor's name? Um, Creed slash uh, Killmonger.
3: Michael B. Um, Jordan.
2: Michael B. Jordan. Think about it, because you could. We want Michael B. Jordan back he's so good think about it he'd be perfect it's true and it would just it'd be really funny because he beat the shit out of him in, in the, the third creed movie so why when... <laughs> <laughs> and it could just be one of those wibbly wobbly timey wimey things that kang is you know kang gets a new face and it happens to be everybody's favorite and everybody can go away you know and there's nobody to go away at killmonger except for maybe shuri right so right it, it'd be perfect it would be funny as hell yeah true yeah that's my vote my vote and uh just because he's done a marvel movie everybody fucking loved him and was sad that he had to go at the way he went but he chewed the scenery so well all the way through it yeah would be perfect yep. yeah
3: didn't yep. he do fantastic four as well yep.
2: yeah yeah he was uh the the bad re the bad third movie which is saying a lot by calling that one bad uh the bad third <laughs> movie of fantastic four he plays johnny storm
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was embarrassingly bad. It was oh my goodness. <laughs> uh
1: so James Gunn and Peter uh Safran have admitted that Tom King the Tom King
0: Bye.
1: uh is uh is being very helpful in their mapping out of the new DCU. Which makes oh. me feel better
3: i bet it does
1: yeah
2: well considering james gunn he he you know he likes he knows he's got to play with the big names like superman batman wonder woman that but he always 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 likes the obscure characters the ones nobody's ever heard of and he likes bringing them to the forefront and making them huge like i don't know peacemaker um (laughs) so or rocket raccoon Uh, for another example so the fact that he's working with with tom king who has just been making uh 12 issue series after 12 issue series using c-list and d-list characters and making it cool as fuck yes 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 please (laughs) starting with mr miracle and going forward all of those yes please make it so
1: So, producers Rise, Frake, Waterfield, and Scott Jeffrey are building a cinematic universe of horror movies based Mm -hmm. on public domain, family-friendly stories, including Peter Pan, Neverland Nightmare, Winnie the Pooh, (laughs) Blood and Honey, Um, and here we go, Bambi, The Reckoning. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Uh, The horror movie is set to start filming in January of 2024 in England. Um, and uh, it's going to be directed by Dan Allen, whose previous credits include Mummy Reborn. It came from Below and Unhinged. Uh, Roxanne McKee, Wrong turn 5 and Bloodlines leads the cast and is joined by Nicola Wright, Tom Mulharon, uh, and Samira mm-hmm. Mighty. That's another, that's one, I keep telling you guys that as soon as my parents uh, shuffle off this mortal coil, I'm changing my name.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I like
1: Mighty. I could throw that at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. So, anyway, if you haven't seen Peter Pan Neverland Nightmare, Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, you probably ought to get on those before the sequel to Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, Bambi the Reckoning, comes out in 2025 actually I'm
0: okay. so. it's probably
1: coming out in 2024 who the fuck am i kidding <laughs> yeah. that's it for the news
2: all right another break and when we come back we're talking comics <laughs>
1: <laughs> my name is peter davison i played the fifth doctor and you're listening to the world's greatest comic book podcast <laughs>
2: Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're listening to me on the world's greatest comic book podcast.
0: Wah wah wah! This
1: is comic book news, comic book news, you say? He says, vamping. So there's enough of a of a little thing to look at, so I can put the sounder in here. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Jimmy Palmiati and Amanda Connor uh, have teamed up with Humble Bundle for a charity sale. Uh, creators include Garth Ennis, Justin Gray. Um, but it's uh, Paper Films, the comic book company he runs with his wife and artist, Amanda Connor, has partnered with Humble Bundle to offer a huge collection of digital comics to benefit the World Wildlife Fund. Both Humble Bundle and Paper Films just sent out statements to announce the sale. Uh, you can find that in the article over at the thecomicbookpodcast.com. In the bundle, you can get titles like The Pro, which, oh my God, is so fucking funny, by Garth Ennis and Amanda Connor, The Monolith by Palmiotti and Justin Gray, the creator-owned Heroes, an anthology book uh, featuring the work and creations of many writers and artists. Um, it's pretty cool. You know, I like Humble Bundle. I've bought a couple of them over the years, and I've never been disappointed. Uh, Marvel is revealing... Just let that hang. New Iron Man armor. Oh. Yeah. Um, Jerry Duggan and uh, Juan Frigari have been building towards the new armor over the course of the run. And I got to admit, it's pretty cool looking you know very very ultron stylistic to be completely honest yeah but i like it even though the face looks a little weird i kind of like it it's got a the
2: face the face is what i'm kind of used to seeing cuz every now and then an artist will create that face for yeah. the shell head but it's the shoulder triangles i want to call them sure. <laughs> coming off of his del- coming off of his deltoids that i'm like that looks awkward <laughs> i mean i'm sure it's not but it looks awkward you yeah. know like like, you can't move, you can't raise your arms, is how it kind of looks to me. It'll, it'll go past a, few, a couple of feet from my body. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks, I mean, apart from that, it looks cool. Um, won't last. No.
1: Doesn't look right. Doesn't look fast. like Doesn't look like anything Robert Downey Jr. would wear. It
2: yep, doesn't look like <laughs> Iron Man. And, I mean, even though it looks like Iron Man, and they did incorporate some red and gold... The black is the thing that usually they, you know, it just doesn't last. They've, they've tried this before with putting, iron, you know, doing some black in the armor or a different kind of armor, and it just doesn't last very long. Yeah. Uh, the only time it did was what we called the Silver Centurion armor because it was a change from what they'd had for like 20 years. And so everybody thought it was cool. And they kept buying Iron Man comics, but eventually it went back to the red and gold. It just always has to go back to the red and gold. But apart from that, no, it's cool-looking armor. And it's made from Mysterium. So, Ooh. you know, Iron Man is now using uh, Unobtainium to <laughs> make his armor from.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the joke I was headed for.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, they passed on the Unobtainium? Or the Impossibelium? Yep. Or the Hard-to-Work-Withium?
2: <laughs> Apparently the X-Men had discovered this this asteroid in their journeys back and forth to Mars... And uh, it was it was filled with this unique ore called Mysterium that's like super strong and blah blah blah. It gives vibranium a run for its money, kind of kind of uh, metal. And he managed to get a whole bunch of it thanks to his marriage to um, Emma Frost. And so he's building armor from it to take on the uh, Stark Sentinels.
3: I mean, that and was that a nice was- wedding present for him then.
2: That was a very nice wedding present. Hey, we're going to give you some, some metal that, you know, only we have access to. But I'm sure sooner or later it'll, like, fall apart or something. Like, it's not supposed to be used on Earth or something. And then, uh, or right. the X-Men will take it back. And Doctor Strange will take it apart group.
1: with a magic trick.
2: Yeah. And then he'll just be back to his regular red and gold armor at some point, you know. But, yeah, I like that this is the Mark 72. Because we do keep track, by the way. We Iron Fans, we keep track of the number. And this is this would be the Mark Seventy Two, the seventy-second piece of armor he's worn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dark Horse imprint Burger Books has announced its newest offering, an Eco Noir Thriller. That's where it got me. From British writer artist Warren Please. Mm-hmm. It's called The Sunny Luna Traveling Oracle. It's a 128 page book. Uh, original graphic novel will hit bookstores August thirteenth, twenty twenty-four. Um at uh twenty four ninety nine 99 that's the price point. It looks good. That's all I got. So, yep. I just heard Burger Books uh, from Karen War- Burger and went, ooh, this looks good.
2: Well, I'm, I'm liking Burger Books plus Warren Police. Yeah. Now I know it's going to be fantastic, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's it for the news.
2: We're not going to talk about Marvel paying a week tribute to Stan Lee on his birthday.
1: Oh, I guess if they'll do it, I can get around to it. Um, yes. thank you so much for walking into the setup like that. That was wonderful. Because as you guys recall, <laughs> as we were looking through, as we were, as, as I was looking through all of the headlines, cause on Patreon, we're going to do a best of 2023 thing. Um, right. and so as I was looking through all the headlines and this and that and the other, I did go back a little too far and found the one where DC did a wonderful thing for his hundredth birthday.
0: Tribute. yeah. A test yes.
2: For
1: birthday. <laughs> and and Marvel was like, uh, what? Who? This, and so Marvel was like,
2: "Here's a tweet." Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so here we go. They're finally like, I suppose we ought to draw something on the person who is most you know uh, part of us. Way to go, Marvel. Way to get your shit in gear a year and a half later. It's like Pearl Mutter never left. <laughs>
2: They put together a collage. That's what they did. It's a collage of his his best characters and him smiling and other pictures of him smiling behind him. And put it on Instagram on his 101st birthday. And I'm like, this is the man. This is your founder. This is why you have this. These characters make you a lot of money. A lot of money. Particularly Iron Man, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Black Panther, Thor. Um, they make you a lot of money. This is weak, guys. This is weak, <laughs> very weak. Uh, yep.
1: Sad. It's what it is.
2: Sad. Very sad. Very sad. It is. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some books we've been reading. Um, what have you been reading this week, uh, Joss?
3: You know, I didn't get a whole lot read at all in the last few weeks. Uh, we we kind of had that whole holiday season going on in my house, but I did get to read Daredevil number four. Um, I I'll be honest, you guys, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about Solid and Ahmed on this one. I'm gonna trust. I'm gonna trust him. He has pulled an awful, awful, awful lot of Catholic. Catholicism into the it like Daredevil has always had Catholicism as an underlying theme. But we're yeah. really, really heavy into it right now. Um I will say I loved um I am loving the interaction that happens with Bullseye. Um and it's very curious because the people closest to Matt, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, uh, they're being they're being used, man. They're being used and he's happened to save them. So
2: I it's f- interesting. F- like, you had Frank Miller, a Catholic, who decided that Daredevil had to be a Catholic to be yes. a lawyer and a vigilante at the same time. Yes. And so he made him Catholic, but that was it. He made him Catholic.
3: Mm-hmm. I think
2: there was a the whole thing with the mother in there as well, but that was about it.
3: Oh yeah. Kevin yeah.
2: Smith. Very Catholic. Ooh,
3: very Catholic. And very Catholic They're... Daredevil out of him.
2: Yeah, very Catholic Daredevil, but still if if Solid Ahmed's going even further you know, who's not, who I know isn't Catholic. I'm pretty sure right. he's Catholic. I shouldn't say I know he isn't Catholic, but I'm pretty sure he isn't Catholic. If he's going overboard, it's like, man, I think you're overcompensating at this point.
3: <laughs> yeah, he he's going really deep. I, and I would have to, honestly, I would have to go back and read Kevin Smith's run to compare the two. Um, or, if I'm patient enough, I think they're using part of Kevin Smith's run for the TV show basis that's going to come out on Disney+. Yeah. Oh. Um, aren't they? Aren't they using guardian devil as part of the, that's what I guardian,
2: guardian devil is, was one concept, but I think they were scrapping everything and getting rid. They fired the guys and maybe they, maybe they, maybe they, oh, was, true. maybe they weren't doing guardian devil first. I don't know something about Guardian know. Devil happening or not happening. I don't know. Yeah.
3: At any rate. So yes, Matt has always been Catholic. Um, some writers are, they, they, barely touched the Catholicism. and Ahmed is going quite deep into the Catholicism. I'm liking it. I, it's probably just that it's the shift in a new writer. I do this uh-huh. almost every time. Um, I honestly had this feeling when Chip Zdarsky took over Daredevil as much as I love Chip. So I think I just need to be a little bit more patient and stop. And then I was going to get started on my gang war nonsense. Um, and I had to pull up the reading list, and then I had to go search down where I had stashed all the different books. And then by the time I got that stack ready to go, that I could sit down this morning and give it a good read, I had to get ready <laughs> for the show, so I didn't get to start it yet. But it's all, right. all compiled. Everything I have so far for Gang War, you guys, is in one stack, and mm-hmm. I have a day off tomorrow. There you go. I know what I'll do. How about you, Jeff? What'd you read this week?
2: I read Duke. Duke. Duke.
1: Duke. That's um, Duke. This is the first of the new character development arcs for some of your most famous, both uh, G.I. Joasters uh, and Cobretts. Mm-hmm. Coming out next month is Cobra Commander. Uh, this was written by Joshua Williamson. Art by Tom Riley. It was good. Um, art, Art was nice. Uh, the story was not what I was expecting, you know, not, not fucking nuts, you know, not, Mm -hmm. not like, Oh my God, I can't believe we're doing this with G.I. Joe. It's more like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm finding G.I. Joe interesting.
3: (laughs) I mean, fair. I mean, fair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Uh, that's all I had time to read this week.
2: Duke, Fair. the, the G.I. Joe's first sergeant, meaning he's the one in charge. You know, when Abernathy isn't calling the shots, it's Duke basically in charge the whole time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. For me, uh, finishing up uh, Batman, Santa Claus, Silent Night with number four, number three last week. Um, Holy shit. I, you know, this is my new Christmas story for every year. It's so sweet and so well done. And um, it, it's one of those that, you know, makes your heart swell three sizes that day kind of story. <laughs> it's just so nicely done. And I just enjoyed the hell out of it. So um, everything from, you know, just him saying, uh, you know, he'll, he'll call someone by their real name. And they're like, he knows my name. He must be the real Santa Claus. Or he'll say, you live at this address. Or he'll say, yes, I got your letter. I'm sorry I couldn't deliver that. Um, there's even a moment where he was like, we have to, you know, like, we know that Robin has been kidnapped by Krampus because if any Krampus is going to take any naughty kid, it's going to be, um, Robin, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, Damien Damien is not, yeah, Damien. And so he takes Damien and then, uh, one of the things Superman says uh, is we need to do this because I need to help someone. I need to help his father whose Christmas wish I could never, I could never give him. And I was like, oh, God, that's he was wishing that his parents could be brought back. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is just sad. And it was so beautifully done. Um, yeah, I just love I loved it. It was so good. Um, and I don't really care for Christmas. And this was just a great little Christmas tale. And I enjoyed it a lot. And it's and the fun part is, this is it's all in canon. This is 100 percent in canon.
3: That is Santa awesome. Loves-
2: Santa Claus is real. He exists in the DC universe and Batman and the rest of the, now, now the rest of the justice league, but Batman knew him first. And now the rest of the justice league knows him as well. Um, really, really beautifully done. Um, speaking of gang war, uh, miles Morales, Spider-Man number 14, continuing gang war. Uh, I've criticized this last time. I'll criticize it again. I don't know what the fuck is going on in these fight scenes. I don't know what the hell Vincenti and Valenza are doing, but I cannot decipher some of these, some of these panels. I don't know what the fuck is going on in them. And to Cody Ziegler, who's writing this piece of shit, it's enough of the Cape killers. Give it a rest. They show up every single fucking adventure and they're pissing me off. And I know they're supposed to piss me off, but they're not pissing me off in the way that I'm like, Ooh, I hate them. It's like, Oh fuck these fuckers again! Can they? Can you give them a rest for one goddamn story arc? One Ziggler, one story arc. I would appreciate it. I don't send Miles off planet for a story just so I don't have to fucking deal with these fucking Cape Killers anymore. I'm sick of them. Ugh. Or at least culminate the fucking story with the Cape Killers so it comes to an end. I would like that too. This has just been milking it for whatever the fuck you're milking it for. Stupid. And then finally, uh, Beyond Real. Number one, this was a uh, a freebie again from Vault Comics. Uh, put in my hold by my friendly neighborhood comic books comic book retailer, and uh, just like Unnatural natural order, this is one of those. Holy shit, this was amazing! I need to order this now. Um, uh, this girl who's an artist is having an argument with her boyfriend who's a scientist. The scientist believes that. They exist in a simulation. And then they get into a car accident and she starts seeing things and having experiences. And then finally, uh, a computer helper comes up and says, would you like to be rebooted? You know, would you like to be, would would you like this corrected? And yes or no. And it's like, she's suddenly having this, this conversation with, oh my God, we are in a simulation. And meanwhile, her boyfriend's in a coma. So she's like, I want him to wake up. And the computer's like, I can't do that. That's only for administrators. She goes, okay. I'm going to find an administrator. She goes into the machine, and that's where the story is going to start. Basically, is after this first mm. issue. I was like, Holy shit, this is good. This yeah, is that so sounds cool. really good. And it did not go the direction I thought it would go. And yeah, this is well done, Vault. And thank you for doing these these uh, these easy one easy first issues, so that we want to read your books. Yeah. All right. Um today is Tuesday, that means tomorrow's Wednesday. It's time to give our picks of the
0: You only say hello,
1: so you can say goodbye. These two words must make your life complete. You pick out the hearts that break
0: to make your ego high. And
2: I was just your pick of the week. All right, Joss, start us out.
3: Um, ugh. All right, there was hardly anything to pick from this week. I will start us off on Independence. And this this one actually dropped last week. Um, it is from Aardvark Vanaheim Comics. It is called Marvel Man Vark. Says just in time for Chris Er, the days we place aside to be lazy at the end of the year comes the one comic book that will take you until 2024 to actually finish reading an exhaustive, Exhausting. Recap of the history of just about every time somebody wrapped a shoddy costume on a blank human canvas and called it Captain Marvel. This is the only comic book published in 2023 that will answer your most important Captain Marvel, Marvel Man, Miracle Man, Miracle Man Man Vark ownership questions. We give you the hard-hitting answers when it comes to who appropriated what and who exploited who. Hint, it isn't pretty and Chris Claremont is only partially responsible. But even more importantly, this is the one comic that will finally ask why there is no Eisner award category for blank. Sorry to tease, but we really do want you to buy a few of these in case Neil G. decides to destroy us with his Netflix enhanced pocket change. I seriously, I read that uh, solicitation and about died laughing. And so decided that I really need to pick this up. So um, I'll find it and read it because it sounds amazing. How about you, Jeff? What do you got for an indie pick this week, friend?
1: Indie pick, you say? Hi. Um, Alien Books has a book called uh, Machine Girl and the Space Hell Engels. Engels. Eng- Engels? Engels. It's not Angels. Maybe it's a typo. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Brace for a High Octane Journey. As Machine Girl returns for a new adventure. A perfect Ooh. jumping on point. Um, anyway, it just looks silly as shit, and I am there for it. Um, I I am finding the older I get, the more fun these mature audience, uh, uh, basically TNA goofy fucking books are just so entertaining. I can't stand it. Uh, And then uh, I read Basic Instinct 1 a couple weeks ago, um, and uh, I'm going to give it another shot. I'm going to give number two a shot this week. It's coming out from uh, Sumerian Comics. It is what it is. There you go. It's silly.
2: I'm enjoying a lot of what Sumerian's doing, so yeah.
1: That's it for me. What do you got?
2: Uh, um, my this my indie pick this week. Uh, speaking of Vault Comics and their awesomeness, uh, A Natural Order number two. This is uh this is the first one that'll be out that you know I'll be paying for obviously, uh, and I'm excited to do so. Uh, this is um, it takes place in about 800 AD in Scotland. There's a a druid who has gained this power named Yodak and uh, there's duck. this one guy and there's this <laughs> one guy named uh, Mercay who could uh, uh, basically is the only one who could challenge him so Mercay, of course is on the run marked for death And uh, but Mercay has another name a secret that could change everything and I'm like please make it harder to pronounce the Mercay. that would be fun for me because Mercay is spelled in the way, way. M-U-R-C-H-A-D-H. If I didn't know that when you have that, it's an A at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be calling it Mercad. Uh, or Merchad. Yeah, it's Mercay. So that'll be fun. Um, give me some more Gaelic as we go along. And I just fucking love this series. Uh, I'm, only, I'm only reading the first issue, and I was like, this is the D- D&D adventure I always wanted to play. Uh, <laughs> so this is this is going to be perfect. Um for my mainstream picks from marvel uh so we know marvel has done a lot of these um infinity comics series uh they they did the it's jeff series that had they've been putting out in collections and they've been i I think they sell really well don't they jeff they they do pretty
1: good yeah uh they think it was the third or the fourth printing where people stopped really just buying it every time they saw that little itty bitty land shark (laughs)
2: because <laughs> mm-hmm. now they out they owned it right <laughs> several I times over That's yeah 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 so now we have uh coming out marvel meow because a lot of characters have a cat uh obviously Chewie, who we know from the movies as goose but in the comics his name is Chewie, right, right. uh because uh kelly suit when she thought of a co-pilot thought of chewbacca she did not think of goose uh, <laughs> So we got uh, Chewie, Leho, who is, uh, I believe that's uh, Winter Soldier's kitty, Uh, Alpine, um, and some other feline friends that the Avengers have, plus all the cats that uh, Felicia would have, the uh, the black cat would have, because she's the catwoman of the Marvel Universe. Um, This is just uh, some cute little cat comics, kitty cat comics, Um, but, uh, you know. Uh, they're defeating. They'll at one point will defeat Doctor Octopus, so that'll be fun. So yeah, I'm all about Kitty Cat Comics. That's I, I want a Kitty Cat comic, and then uh, from DC, I cannot recommend this more: Strange Adventures, the Deluxe Edition. So this is speaking of Tom King, who is vitally important to James Gunn's um, efforts on reshaping the the DC Cinematic Universe. Uh, we've got Strange Adventures by Tom King. This was one of the coolest comics I'd read in a long time uh, featuring a C-list character like like Adam Strange. I did not know what was going to happen. And the fact that you had all the modern stuff illustrated by Mitch Gerards, and then all of the flashbacks on Ran and everything illustrated by uh, Doc Shaner whom I just love, Doc Shaner's illustrative illustrative style. And it was so perfect. It fits so well. Uh, this was one of those, not everything is as nice and happy as it seems. And uh, this will be coming out in uh, trade, 50 bucks, but it's all 12 issues. So worth grabbing, worth picking up, worth having on your shelf. I know I'll be getting it. Nice. There's a copy left when I get in on Friday. Uh, I know I'll be getting it. Um, how about you, uh, Jeff, what are your mainstreamers?
1: Mainstream's pretty easy. Um, I, I know I'm going for Batman again. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically look, there's, there's, it's the end of the year with, between Christmas and new years. All the FOC is light as fuck. So, mm-hmm. you know, we did have a hard time choosing, but I'm doing uh Batman 141. Continuing the Zdzarski run, which I'm enjoying, uh, and then in uh, Time is coming out, uh, compiled in a trade. Finally, I've been wanting to read it, not enough to buy it, you know. But now that it's collected, yeah, I'll take a look. I like the thing. He's got an attitude. He's yeah. Bronxy. I picked.
2: Ang, Angus true. picked it up. Angus picked it up. Individual issues. I read some of them, and I was like, "These, this is okay. It's pretty good." Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: That's it for like, me, mainstream. What about you?
3: Fair. I also had Marvel Meow on my pick and actually more for my mini-me than for myself because my mini-me mm-hmm. does love Goose slash Chewbacca.
0: Um,
3: nice but team. also also from Marvel Comics, um, I'm not likely to like run out and pick this up because I own these all in singles. But Daredevil by Wade and Samny volume two omnibus is coming out. So it's a hundred dollars, but it's collecting issues 28 to 36 plus some indestructible Hulk um, and Daredevil from 2014. So um, I loved, I loved the Mark Wade, Chris Samney run on Daredevil. It was fantastic. So if you've never read it, you should pick it up. Or if you've got a spare Mm -hmm. hundred bucks later, you should pick it up and put it in my hole for me there you go yeah y'all catch that (laughs) that's all i've got for picks, though you guys
2: all right well now it's time to jump in our tardises and head to march for our picks of the future all right joss what's your pick for the future
3: so coming out in, this is actually from February, not from March, but, or not in March, uh, but from Boom Studios, The Displaced, number one. Um, in a world where no one believes you exist, what would you do to be remembered?
0: Ooh. The
3: entire city has gone missing. Nobody remembers it or the 170,000 missing residents and So the survivors have to seek each other out. And figure out how they're going to get people to believe in them again. Seems odd. I like it. How about you, Jeff?
2: That's like in a world where... <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so from the March solicitations coming out the end of April uh, is Avengers, Inc. Action, mystery, and adventure. Uh, this is the the absolutely 100% pile-drived and failed title from the Avengers that only went five fucking issues that I wanted to read and didn't, and I am part of the problem. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was uh, just, I'm like, I can't add another fucking Avengers title to my goddamn hold. There's right. like nine of them, and only two of them are good uh and it turns out from what i understand from people who did read this and there wasn't many of you it was pretty good um so yeah i'll be picking that up uh in a few months um from the
2: shit out of it myself um i will say my thing with uh this is that with avengers inc and i definitely on this last issue that just came out um number what is this number four where you get a Moon Knight cameo because you know if we don't put Moon Knight in it, if we put Moon Knight in it, maybe somebody will pick it up. Moon Knight, the Wolverine right now of comic books, you know, <laughs> put, him, put him in the put him in the issue, maybe somebody will pick it up. Anyway, with uh, with this, it's um, they did the Ant Man and then the Wasp uh, miniseries uh, last year or the year before, and I think Avengers Inc is kind of the the takeoff of those. And uh, picking up from those two, because yeah, we do find out in this issue that indeed Hank Pym is the villain.
1: Ooh.
2: He is the new sur- he is the new uh, new surge. He's so, always been yeah. an asshole. Yeah, and uh, so he's kind of the villain in this, and it'll be fun to see. Um, and then the twist—I—I I, I didn't see it coming until the last, till just before it happened. But I, when I saw it coming, I was like, "Oh fuck." I get it. Okay. I see what's (laughs) happening here. So I wish I had read basically it made me the more I in reading issue four, I wish I'd read uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, the Ant Man miniseries and the Wasp miniseries myself because I think they would have helped me keep up, you know, figure out what the fuck, you know, understand what was going on. I would have picked up on all this earlier. But once they once they once we got the big reveal at the end of this issue, the big fucking holy shit reveal, um, all of a sudden, all of it made sense. (laughs) Everything makes sense now. Anyway, back to you. Uh, That was it, right? No, back to you. Oh, back (laughs) to me. So, uh, my pick for the future. Ultimate X-Men, number one. By Peach Mamako. Oh, Oh, not ooh. Oh, wait. Peach Mamako has been wanting to do X-Men um, has always done little little manga-style X-Men for a while now. Uh, and this is Peach Mamako getting to play in the all-new Ultimate Universe. Um, you've got Hisako Ichiki is a teenage girl who just wants to live a normal life, go to school, hang out with her friends, ignore the political strife swirling over after the events of the Ultimate Invasion. But life has other plans for her. In Japan, urban legends have sprung to life and brought some unusual new powers with them. Meet Armor, Mace Storm and a group of new Ultimate X-Men the likes of which you've never seen before. Japanese X-Men written by Peach Momoko. I'm all, I'm on board. You know, this, this just sounds awesome. It sounds so much better than the Ultimate X-Men they did back in 2000, which everybody loved except for me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say when you said Ultimate X-Men, I was like, wait, haven't they done that before?
2: Yeah they did it back in the two thousands and everybody fucking loved it. They thought it was so cool. And I did not, I thought it was dumb. Um, (laughs) I thought that it was, uh, even though it was in the nature of the ultimate universe to be derivative, I felt the X-Men was way too derivative and Mm -hmm. didn't give me any. And in what, what the, the the stuff they were trying to, they were trying to say, this is fresh and new. I was like, this feels like masturbation, honestly. (laughs) It's really not that interesting to me, but apparently people really liked the masturbation, so they were they were they were on board, and a lot of people fucking loved Ultimate X Men. I was not. I loved Ultimate Spider Man, and I loved the Ultimates, but I did not care for Ultimate X Men.
1: Wasn't that was it um, Weeden, or was he just was he the Ultimates?
2: No, Weeden was uh, Astonishing X Men. That's right. Came out, okay. Uh, probably 2010, maybe it was Astonishing X Men. Yeah. And that was taking place in the mainstream Marvel Universe, so you could do whatever you wanted, providing you were staying in canon. This Ultimate X-Men, it was a chance to do something new, and I feel like Peach Mamako is doing something new. I'm sure eventually Professor Xavier is going to show up, or Wolverine or somebody. But until then, I want to see what Peach Mamako's got going on. Because she is bringing in Armor, who is a major character in the regular X-Men series, so that'll be interesting. And she was Asian, so I think she's Japanese even, so this will work really well. Yep. nice These are Japanese or Korean I can't remember which but yeah that's how it'll work really well well that's it anything else kids?
3: <sighs> nothing
2: well then you guys have got to join us on uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash defend media this week because we are going to do our best of list we're going to talk a little bit about the Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials And we've even got another best of list uh, that somebody put together. So we're going to be handling all of that in Patreon. I'm so excited about it. We need to get right there, get there right now and uh, and record it because I just want to do it. So, uh, yeah, join us. Patreon.com slash t Every little bit you pay helps keep this show going. Uh, And I will say, as I always do. Until Tony Stark uses unobtainium for his armor, make mine Marvel.
3: <laughs> for Hell's Kitchen.
2: For Stan. For
1: I'm going to make the Patreon post free for those of you that wonder what it's like. Ooh. Guard. <laughs> <laughs>